0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Rodeo Time, the podcast. i have got a very special guest today, Mr. Greg Gravy-Coker. Yes,
1: sir. Um,
0: what would you describe yourself? fighter pilot?
1: Attack helicopter pilot.
0: Attack helicopter pilot. Yes, sir. Not a passenger helicopter. Not
1: a passenger helicopter.
0: This is one with guns on it. Yes. Um,
1: We're knuckle draggers.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. So... Yeah, pretty intense stories that we get to hear in this podcast. Um, it's We've done a couple military podcasts, and uh, they're a big hit with you guys. So yeah. really enjoy getting to, to talk to some of these uh, patriots and hear their story and why they go in, what happens when they are in, and uh, what they're doing when they're out. And what Greg is doing while he's out is he's wrote this book, Death Waits in the Dark, Six Guns Don't Miss. Yes, sir. And um, he explains the title. he explains some of the things in the book. and uh, so check it out. 100% of the proceeds go to uh, veterans nonprofits. veteran nonprofits. Yes. So um, even if you don't feel like reading it, 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 if you if you don't read a lot of books, you could still purchase it and know that um, it's gonna it's gonna um, help out veterans. Yep. The, the book though, what percentage of it do you think is stories? What percentage of it is, like, motivation? What percentage of it is – I mean, do you kind of cover it all?
1: Yeah, I cover it all. Your yes, story. My story. And yeah. it's the story of our tribe. It's yeah. not about me. It's about the guys I worked with.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, most of the story is just why you're in for yes, those. Sir. Yeah.
1: You're in for 22 years. Yeah. It Most of the, well, the book covers from 2001, so from 9-11 to about 2008.
0: Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, pretty intense album. time in our country. So you can only imagine some of the stories you're going to get to hear. You've also got an Audible version?
1: Yes, Audible and Kindle. Did you read it? I read the story. Yeah, I did.
0: Did you add anything in the Audible version that you, No, sir. Occasionally, sometimes when they do the Audible, they're like, Oh, I should have said this. Yeah.
1: Well, the very beginning, it's, a, it's an A8 shooting miniguns so it really wakes you up Mm -hmm. yeah gotcha like what the world was that
2: (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
1: it's a pretty
0: significant sound i'm sure military people like recognize it pretty well they
1: replay it and replay it and replay yeah well thanks for having me it's an honor and privilege yeah we're going to
0: talk about um yeah just special operations so um Every operation is pretty important in the military. These yeah. are these are pretty interesting stories that we get to hear from these uh, special ops. And uh, one of the fighter man, I just, I didn't realize it was a I didn't realize it was that kind of helicopter the whole time you were in. Yes sir. Dang. <clears throat> and then we get to hear the story of Willie and yeah. his Sunday afternoon. Yeah.
1: Yes sir. So.
0: Thank you for joining us this episode of Rodeo Time Podcast. Check out DaleBrisby.com for the apparel line Rodeo Time. And uh, now on to the podcast. Rodeo time. How to get it down the Rodeo time all the time. You said you've been in the shop? for how many days one one day so you haven't been in the shop for a lot of days is what you were saying yes
1: three months and you're building knives yes sweet hand making knives hand forged
0: handmade knives gotcha
1: forged forged what have you always been into making knives no I just started and I've always wanted to do it for years and years I've got several buddies that are world-class uh-huh. knife makers of course they're always poking me you know like hey man you need to do this and but i've got a good background i used to shoe horses when i was young so i learned to you know ford shoes hot shoe yep so i'm familiar with the steels and you know things like that and uh, i got a buddy that lives in Jacksonville, and he set him up a shop and he said hey man come over and let's learn let's hammer some steel so yeah, I got the hammering on railroad spikes and then moved up to, you know, some good good knife steel and things like that. So I built a shop there at the house, and I'm blowing and going.
0: Nice. Yeah. How many have you made?
1: Uh, eight total. Nice. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> yes. fresh. Yes. But you got a bunch of orders. Yeah, I've got, oh, goodness, I've got over 100 orders right now. They look pretty professional for only having made eight. Yeah, that's what I'm told. Yeah, I'm told that I've. I guess i've got a knack for it or a good eye for it and, but i really enjoyed the science and and uh yeah just getting in there and heating steel and hammering it so
0: well so. i thought about bringing you on the podcast just because um well i mean obviously you just had a book come out and pretty interesting story but we've had has it been three military guys and Maybe, about probably yeah ross three. Stephen Pace uh, and uh, Paul, Paul, Paul. Yeah. Paul, yeah. So three, and those. I mean, just that's something people are super interested in.
1: Really, great I think stories, great. Yeah, stories.
0: We, they they do well. Like a lot of, we get a lot of downloads, a lot of listens on, wow. you know, just military type. I think it resonates with uh, with our demographic. You know, like rodeo cowboys, absolutely. Um, just ranching everyday cowboys, like, or people that the same kind of a people that appreciate those lifestyles also tend to be relatively patriotic. Yes. And they appreciate the freedom. military. Yeah, freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freedom. That's a good word for it. Freedom. Good yeah. core values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, and my values, and I, I tend to, to favor the freedom side of things. So anyway, I have always said that, I don't know. I think that it's hard to find rodeo cowboys that don't appreciate um, the military and and you know what the flag stands for. Just because, not just because, but I don't know. Standing on the back of the chutes when the national anthem plays is a pretty serene moment for any rodeo cowboy. Just because yeah. I believe that we get to live the epitome of freedom, mm-hmm. a free a free lifestyle. Just because. I mean, we go where we want, we sleep where we want, we eat where we want. We just, we're rodeoing, and you drive up and down the road all over the country, and you'll find yourself in, you know, Fort Madison, Iowa, or or Kissimmee, Florida, or, you know, Cowtown in California, and you're just... Wherever you want to go, you go rodeo, and you get to do this event that kind of stirs your adrenaline, stirs your – and. But, but with that event, you know, there's a certain level of passion that comes behind it. You know, like you're not just – it's not just a pickup football game with your buddies. You know, there's more – passion is really the only word for it. Yes. And uh, anyhow, finding yourself on the back of the shoots and knowing that the only reason we're able to do that where they're not able to do that in other countries is because of, you know, what, you know, servicemen and women have done and, and, uh, and really those who built the country, you know, and founded it as a democracy and (sighs) capitalistic.
1: I don't know. Freedom. Freedom, baby. Freedom. Freedom ain't free.
0: Death waits in the dark. Six guns don't miss. Yes, sir. So, Tell us about this book. How long have
1: you been wanting to write it? Well, it took me probably 15 years to write the book. And I started a journal on 9-11 that day. And I was in the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment. And I flew the AH AH-6 Little Birds. It's an attack helicopter. And... You know, so I had from 0-1 to 0-8, I had a a really good outline because I wrote in that journal every day, every mission.
0: How long had you been in the military
1: prior to 9/11? Oh goodness, I came in in '86, so that was '01. So 14, pretty good. Yeah, my yeah, 14 uh, too many head in years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> somewhere around a decade and a half.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yeah, and. I'd never been in combat and um you know, it's kinda like the analogy is and that we use is imagine a you know, a pro football player all he does is practice, 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 never goes to a game. Dang. So, you know, he never gets to test his skills and there's no greater test than combat man against man. But So so <clears throat> one
0: hits, you journal till two thousand eight. Yep, yeah,
1: yeah. and and I retired and just got busy with life and, you know, taking care of family and, and, you know, making a living. And then I had a, a, fellow approach me. Well, I went through New Mexico a few years ago, stopped by an old buddy of mine. He was a Delta Force operator and he was a writer. So we got, we, we set up all night, literally, and he was asking me about I got shot down in 2004, and that's kind of what I'm famous for, I guess. <laughs> it's one of the few night stalkers that have been shot down and survived. But so he, I wrote some stories for him for some internet soft rep, and oh, there were a couple others. Well, they were they were very successful. I mean, they got one of them got like 250 thousand hits and 150 thousand hits on another one. So. George Hand is his name, and he he was kind of my editor and helped me write write this book. So he started poking me quite a bit. And then another really close friend, Sergeant Major Kyle Lamb, a very well known Delta Force operator. He'd written some books, and I used to work for him. I was a firearms and tactics instructor for several years, and he would my nickname's Gravy, and he would say, "Gravy, if it ain't written." never happened. And God just put me in, you know, all these places that wound up being historical moments. It wasn't by my choice or anyone else's. I just happened to be there. So I was, I started to contemplate, you know, writing a book and I, you know, for me, one of our mottos is the quiet professional. And I just, I didn't want to be that guy. And I, it was, I had emotions in there and, and, you know, things, dark places that I've been to over my life and I didn't want to put that out there for the world to read and see and look at. So, but after a lot of prayer and talking to folks and, and my wife was my biggest inspiration and we were sitting there one night and she said, Hey, I want you to look at it like this, this is your legacy. You write this for your children and your grandchildren. That put the hook in me, and I started writing the very next day, and I was done, and it took me 89 days to write the book.
0: Oh, dang. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's not bad. That's all I did every day is just pounded away pages.
0: Dang. Yep.
1: So, um,
0: 01 to 08, Mm -hmm. I guess during that time you did – obviously see combat
1: yes i had 11 combat tours in afghanistan and iraq
0: 11 11
1: one in (laughs) one in the stand and 10 in iraq what's oh in
0: afghanistan yeah
1: yeah yeah the stand
0: yeah i I thought you said the stand (laughs) like a
1: deer stand
0: yeah well i was i was envisioning like something at like one of those uh one of your uh airport kind of things uh, like gotcha. something yeah, maybe. yeah anyway um so what does death weights in the dark mean
1: well that's a night stalker motto and we're night stalkers we operate at night and that's been that's been the 160th motto ever since the inception since the unit started in 1981 so death we bring death we we transport U.S. Army Special Operations Forces, so Delta Force, and then the AH-6s, the gun birds, we provide precision surgical close air support for the ground force. That's our whole mission in life. So it would be like
0: specific missions where like they're doing, y- y'all would do what, for instance, at night? Like what would be like something? Yeah,
1: it's, uh, I'll, I'll give you, for instance, in Iraq, so our, Our job was to hunt down, find, fix, all the high-profile leadership from Saddam's regime. So the deck of cards, maybe you've heard of that, but there were 55 bad guys, and some of them were al-Qaeda. But our primary mission every night was we would find, fix those individuals, and then we'd either capture them or kill them in Iraq, so all throughout the country. And this is
0: stuff where... When you say like it was an attack helicopter, so like, were were y'all getting out of the helicopter? No. Okay. Mm -hmm. So nobody got out of it. So y'all would just like, I mean, like this helicopter. Delta guys would like
3: ride on planks. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. There's another. So uh, the AHs, the attack helicopters, are B Company. The MH6 Little Birds are A Company, and they're they're the little birds with planks on the side. And then the operators, the Delta guys or the Rangers, would ride three to a side, two or three to a side, and then they can get those little helicopters on rooftops or in alleys or really tight places. And then we'd bring a bigger force in on Blackhawks. So the the Blackhawks could carry anywhere from eight to ten guys, depending on the mission. A couple dogs that we'd use on target. So this one, so this helicopter is the one. On
0: the, on the cover, that's yes. the one that you primarily flew. Yep. So it's just you in there.
1: It's me and a co-pilot.
0: You and a co-pilot. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, we carry two M134 miniguns, and then we carry two seven-shot rocket pods. The M134 miniguns fire 62 bullets per second, and those are 762 by 51 Damn. So that's 132 <sighs> bullets per second is what we put downrange. Wow. Yes. Freedom that's freedom. why that's the <laughs> sound
3: of freedom yeah. that's why that's why yeah. nobody has to get out of the helicopter <laughs> no. yeah yeah when yeah. you asked that question i was like i don't think he's ever seen one of these like uh, <clears throat> i don't know they're freaking it makes the hair have my, you like just videos not like yes. i've never yeah. seen one in person but i they it, it makes the hair on my arm stand up just it's the most
1: violent thing on earth when those miniguns go off so that's four guns. Where's the other two? Your rocket pods are on the outboard. So they're two point seven five inch, folding fin aerial rockets. We carry seven in each pod. So they're two and three quarter inch diameter, and then they've got an HE, a high explosive warhead in them. We carried mostly seventeen pounders, so that gave us about a fifty meter kill radius. So when that rocket hits, it frags and you know it'll spread out to about 50 meters and kill everything within that radius. Um
0: so it doesn't look like sucker can not have that big a fuel tank on it. No, it's not that so like big. You're not What's the longest you'd be out? Like if you take off from about a base? About 3
1: hours. 3 hours. Yeah. We have an ox tank in the back of the cargo area. So it gives us an extra 60 gallons. And then we'll set up forward arming, refueling points or a FARP. So we have our NCOs, our sergeants and our soldiers. So they'll, if we have a big area that we're going to go hit, then they'd push forward and they'd set up a FARP. So it's got fuel bullets and rockets. So we don't have to fly back an hour Uh or 30 minutes. I mean, it'll be two to three minutes away from where the battle's going to take place was it ever just
0: you going somewhere or was there mm-hmm. always like like some ground support or like some sort of like additional type thing going on
1: no we're our our primary mission in afghanistan from september 01 to december 01 was we would put out hunter killer teams just two ahs we always have two aircraft september 01 mm-hmm. that quick y'all mm-hmm. were doing stuff oh yes
0: sir the same month Shh.
1: <laughs> yes we already knew who did all this so. dang
0: i thought it took a while no so like that month y'all went over there
1: yes yeah
0: well not a lot of people though no it
1: was a very small package very small package but we are our, our official i guess our official mission was 19 october 2001 that was objective rhino and objective gecko and that was in Kandahar. Like how many people were over there total? Uh for us in the we were Task Force Sword. We were in the South, so we probably had I don't know hundred and eighty to two hundred and twenty-five operators. So kind
0: of like in Ross's scenario, like there's no there's zero like infrastructure as far as like I mean, like mm-mm. y'all are peeing outside, y'all are oh yes, just kind of MREs, yes. very very yeah yeah bare bones kind of supply chain i imagine
1: well no we we are we have probably the best supply chain on the planet just simply because we're a special operations unit right but But you didn't have like we operate autonomously but but you know by ourselves
0: You didn't have like a like a um, fitness center no. where you could hang out <laughs> no on a Sunday Hall. afternoon like you might see in some of the movies or yeah. something like PX after we'd pool. been over there for nine years <laughs> yes sir um dang I didn't realize anybody was over there that quick
1: mm-hmm. um yeah we got there pretty quick so
0: were you one of the first ones over there
1: mm-hmm. yes sir yeah sure was and that was in
0: y'all went to Afghanistan first right right. And then to iraq and back to afghanistan
1: february 03 we we deployed so that's what ross would have been he was one
0: mm-hmm. of the first ones in iraq yeah yeah, that's okay i was sure. trying to remember yeah because yeah, i
1: wanted to tell him that <clears throat> i didn't want to pop his balloon but we actually were the first ones into iraq on 19 march and then the rest of the force went pushed on 21 march But our mission, again, we operated alone by ourselves, just two AHs. And then we had an MH little bird go with us. So if we got shot down or, you know, they could conduct combat search and rescue for us. Or they could watch our six o'clock while we were servicing or shooting targets. But it it was a really good package for what we were doing. We did that for two nights. So we hit early warning radar and early warning sites because the force was coming on the 21st so that's that's just kind of what we do we sneak in what was your bad guys
0: what was your first interaction where you're pulling the trigger like
1: well I had a dual role in Afghanistan and I was the I was the fire support officer for the task force so I was in charge of of all fires so A helicopters, fixed wing, cruise missiles, whatever came into that country, I would plan and coordinate for that weapon system to get there. There's a lot of planning and, and uh, deconfliction that has to go on because you don't want aircraft flying into bullets or missiles as they're coming down into the theater. But again, it it was a very small package. And for instance, well, my, my first physical, trigger pull in a little bird was as in october of 01. however i was dedicated an ac-130u gunship so that's the big c-130 with a 105 millimeter cannon 40 millimeter Bofors and then a 25 millimeter minigun or a gatling gun so i i started going in into september 1st october to set the conditions for the force so We reconned routes for helicopters. We hit early warning targets. We hit radar. We hit, man, we just hit hundreds of targets prior to our big mission on 19 October 01.
0: So, right, but so I'm thinking like, I mean, you've been in the military 15 years. Mm -hmm. Like that's just all you know. Yep. You're, it's within a month of Mm 9-11. So... Even, you know, if you're three and a half years old or older as an American, like, you're still pretty pumped up. Yes. Whether you're on the left or the right, whether you, like, everybody was in agreement. Like, we need to shoot the shit out of some people. Yep. Um,
2: Yeah, we were angry.
0: Yeah, everybody was pretty, yeah. Pretty angry. Um, But so I'm saying, like, in addition to the fact that you'd been 15 years in peacetime— what was it like that first interaction? Like, yes, you're going uh, through. I mean, like you've been training a lot, so I'm yeah. sure your training kicked in. I'm, not, I'm sure you weren't nervous about executing, you know, what you were supposed to, but just like, I don't know. It feels like no matter how much
1: you train, that would be a right. pretty surreal moment. It is. It's, I get your question now, but yeah, it, it's our, I was scared to death. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we all were like a room full of long tail cats in a room full of rocking chairs you know yeah but we're i mean we're the best trained aviators gun pilots on the planet bar none and and we would talk about this after we got back but for me it was i mean it 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 was slow motion is probably the best way i could explain it it was like frame by frame by frame there's the target and we looked at everything and we talked about everything as a target because that's what we know, and that's how we were conditioned to fight and to shoot. You know, when we train, there's there's live people running on the ground. We, you know, we shoot live ammo. I mean, there's just no enemy out there when we train to, you know, shoot and destroy. But on my very first mission, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it now. Um, later on, yeah, it affected me. It affects everybody because... You know, and and me being a a faithful Christian that, you know, I got to thinking about that. I was like, man, I hope God doesn't get mad at me for doing this, you know. Because we would go out and, man, we'd whack two or 300 dudes a night. Easy, easy. And, you know, and and if it didn't affect you, then it was time to go see the doc right, and and probably go somewhere else. Right. But – yeah, it was it was a frame by frame instance for me. You know, I, I see the target. I was put the my,
0: first interaction that many people?
1: Well, uh, there no. It was there were probably about eight or ten dudes. Because I was about
0: that that that'd be a heavy first evening.
1: Yeah, yeah. That first night we probably I mean, killed eight or three, ten is still. Yeah, we probably killed three hundred bad guys that first night in the in the helicopter. And that's shooting them with our rifles, that's dropping hand grenades on them, that's using the aircraft. I mean, whatever means we have, we would utilize to engage the enemy. So, dang, it's just (laughs) blowing my mind
0: how quick after 9-11 this is all happening. Like, I can only imagine like, you guys are like, there's probably never a a more American type patriotic feeling that you've had Then a month after nine eleven, you guys are Getting seeking redemption.
1: Yes, sir. And we did. We did. God,
0: that's heavy. Yes. Like, we're all you guys just like, you get back and you're done for the day or whatever, or done for however long you've been going. You're just like, oh, the adrenaline work. Good. Adrenaline. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. You don't need to eat for a couple of days. No. You're just high on adrenaline. Man. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's tough on our bodies physiologically, especially after. You know, there were several of us that went eight, nine years doing that every yeah. night,
0: night after night. Yeah, it's, eleven tours. It's not like it's it wears on you. man. One or two
1: interactions. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, in that, so I've. <clears throat> this is just simply an analogy. I'm not, I'm not trying to compare the two, but like, there's a different feeling being on a bull, rather sure. than fighting bulls. Sure. You've got a lot more control when you're fighting bulls. Mm-hmm. The The dangers are the same. Oh, yeah. But, like, when you're riding a bull, like, it's, it's kind of different because you can't really control sometimes where you land, how you land. You're up above them. Um, when you're fighting a bull, there's just another level of control that, you know, you have because mm-hmm. it's your two feet and you make um, – <clears throat> is there some – I mean, like, how did you feel – there's got to be some helpless feeling, like, when you're – when you're in the battle, like you're in a dang helicopter, mm-hmm. and you, we've all seen the movies where there's somebody with a, you know. Yeah, black
1: hawk down. Right, oh, yeah. like standing good. in a. That's a good.
0: Do, do you have like, like was that constantly going through your mind or you kind of block that out in the midst of.
1: No, I, I, I mean, me for one, you focus on the task at hand. And as a professional, you know, it, that's our job. And we're there to do that job. And we do our jobs the best that we can. And it's not until, like Black Hawk Down, for instance, you know, a helicopter gets shot down. Well, everything changes when that happens. Or a guy gets hit, you know, he gets shot, or a guy gets killed. Well, that it changes everything. So we have contingencies, you know, we train, 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 and then, you know, we, we have these if something if this happens and we'll do this it's yeah. kind of like fighting bulls or riding bulls well he's going to come out and turn left uh-oh he came out and turned right so right. my contingency is if I'm right-handed yeah. he's getting that well he's into his hand or from into his in his hand yeah hung
0: up not yeah. hung up yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so that's i guess that's the best way i can
0: explain I can, it there's got to be moments though where like maybe there's a pause in the fight and you're just hovering or there or you get some eerie mm-hmm. feeling where sure, it's just sure. like okay it's too quiet. I got quiet. to either move. <laughs> yes. I got to fly somewhere different, or yes. land, or do
1: something. Just you bet. You bet. Yeah, that's that's with man. us all the time.
0: But I'm sure that's probably why you were one of the first ones over there. Like, okay, mm-hmm. Greg's been doing this for 15 years. Mm-hmm. He'll handle those moments better than this guy who's sure. just came out of basic training.
1: Yeah, or a young, you know, W1 or W2 hadn't been flying long. Yeah,
0: or, I imagine like. So anybody flying a helicopter in battle probably didn't just, you know, they ain't been in less than a year. They That's probably some mm-hmm. guys that have been there eight, six, seven, eight years. Kind yeah, of in know. our
1: unit, we're all, you know, senior, mature soldiers and aviators. I mean, we've probably been flying eight to ten years Yeah. before you get to the 160th that's part of the requirements because they want a, you know they want an aviator that's got some experience flying and they fly in night vision goggles and just keep in mind you know air, all, this is all at night with we wear night vision goggles dang he he ain't got uh, no headlights <laughs> <laughs> lights Damn. are bad man daytime bad
2: <laughs> we're not <laughs> bad news.
1: we're not day stalkers we're night stalkers and and bad things happen to us i mean take for instance black hawk down his daytime hit We lost two aircraft, you know, because it's daytime and the bad guys can see us. Mm -hmm. So we use the night. Um, (laughs) so another
0: thing about riding bulls, fighting bulls, like especially eight years of it, you know, you get to the point where you can look back and think, man, I probably should have, you know, like, like maybe you're looking at a picture of something from eight years ago, like having been in it eight years, it's just like, you know, 19 different things you could have done different that day sure. was it like sure. that like looking back at your first experience was you it bet. like like wow i was really i could have been in a oh, bind because yeah. i didn't
1: know this that or the other you bet yeah i pushed there i pushed the target and and i did on one instance i i pressed the target because i got target fixation because this was somewhat new to me you know and i was kind of observing my work I just shot a fuel truck and it blew up and blew up a bunch of people and I was, I was just driving into the target and I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. You know?
0: You're just kind of like observing. You mean? <laughs> yeah. You got just, caught in a moment. Yeah,
1: yeah. And my guys flying with kind of says, hey, you better break, <laughs> So hey. a break, yeah, you know break away from the target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do, absolutely. do
0: y'all have like, like, do you have like video footage of all of it as it's going down so that yeah would.
1: Can- well, not from our aircraft we'll have assets overhead that, gotcha that video this yeah we don't have the room or we're very limited on weight and uh you know we're all pretty big fellas so yeah yeah but they'll they'll put an asset up overhead to, to video gotcha. and to watch us so if something does happen then they can call and say hey we need we need some help out here so, right yeah you know. um, yeah and it's you know i i've used Bullfighting and bull riding is an analogy and i i looked back and i was a calf roper and a bulldogger in my younger days and i would think back to those you know what if you know what if you know that steer runs out 10 yards and sets you know and then i'm like ah you know what do i do i'm down in the down in the well getting ready to run up on the steer i rope a calf not the way it should have been roped. And so you're kind of thinking on the run because you can't stop and say, okay, hold on. Right. <laughs> you can't start running. over. Yeah, you can't start over. <laughs> you know, and you can't, you know, in combat, you can't say, hey, stop, you guys, I need to yeah. think about this for a second. Right. But yeah, it's, and it, and it all goes back to your training. I mean, I don't care if it's hitting baseballs or riding bulls or Bronx or roping calves or flying a helicopter. It's It's all about training, 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 how you train. How you how you set your mind, you know, to to the task at hand that you're doing.
0: How much of like you're you know, so you trained essentially for 15 years. Mm-hmm. How much of that 15 year training, like, I mean, is there a part of you is like, how much of that like saved you in an instance where it's like, man, if I if they'd have had me out here at year six, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been ready or something. Was sure. there was there oh, yeah. an element of that where it's Absolutely. just like. You knew that, Absolutely. and they probably knew that, too, and that's why yes. they sent you. Yes. In.
1: Yeah, our commanders have full faith and confidence in our abilities. Right. They know that we will, you know, mm-hmm. one, do the right thing and do do the job that we're trained to do.
0: On the other hand, though, and which is a point that Ross brought up, which was a, a really good point, like when all you guys go in there, special forces or not, mm-hmm. nobody had really seen wartime. No,
1: none of us. Not all the guys in you know our little unit, we were all cherries. We had we because all the Mogadishu guys were gone, retired and Did, moved on.
0: So, were there? And I'm not trying to act like I wouldn't be one of these guys. I probably would be one of these guys. But were there people even like on the special forces level? Like once y'all start seeing like you know combat that they kind of got exposed. Like man, they probably shouldn't be there.
1: Yeah, there are a few. Yeah, you bet. Every man has his limits. Every man has his limits.
0: And so for sure. Because there's just nothing to compare it to. Mm-mm. You know, it's like today. No. Man, I just I've I've had, you know, just in a random thought, you know, I'm driving down the road and I just have this fear of like let's say, you know, somebody attacking the US. I always have this follow up thought, like, Lord, I pray that if in my lifetime or my kids' lifetime that this country were to come under attack, that it happened in the next five years, mm-hmm. because we've got oh, yeah. so many hard-ass yeah. men yeah. that have seen battle yep. that are alive, that are, are ready to you bet, to, like right now, you bet. And in twenty years, They'll they're not—they're going to be gone, mm-hmm. and we're going to be, yeah. be, be soft. Yeah, we're going to be soft. Again. and i'm sure there'll be some people that rise up and are ready but like damn if they if we were gonna get attacked like wouldn't it be nice
1: it's like five to ten years
0: the next five years they were to make that mistake just because i mean like there's people right now still alive that could go back in that there's there's damn movies yes and books Yeah. yeah written about that people would go back in and just. Be like okay, no no no, you got to do it like this. Yeah. No, no no no, don't go in that direction. Yeah. All right, watch. They're gonna come around this building. Like with Ross, you know. Hey, they're about to come over there, and then they come over there and they shoot. You know, like. Yeah. That's pretty invaluable. Hmm. It it's it's and and on the flip side of that, man, it's just heartbreaking to think of like early on in that war where people had to learn those lessons the hard way. Yes. Just absolutely heartbreaking. Yes.
1: It is. It's an ugly thing. It's the most terrible thing that a man can ever witness.
0: And and with that being said, you know, like I saw a, qu- a clip of Eddie Gallagher, you mm-hmm. know, the other day he was talking about, like, I just enjoy taking evil off this earth. Yeah. And that's how you rationalize
1: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I mean, we all thought of ourselves as crusaders. I mean. It's, as you should. And we were, we are and we were. I mean, and I try to educate people that, you know, they'll say, well, you know, this this thing started on 9-11. Oh, no, it didn't. It started in 1096, yeah, the 11th century, when the king of France sent the Templar knights to Jerusalem to protect the trade routes against Muslim terrorists. Yeah. That's a fact. And it'll never stop, ever, because there's five generations on the ground right now, yeah. people that hate us. So... Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. It takes some dedication. Yeah, it
0: just happened too in a Jewish synagogue.
1: Yes. And right here down the road from us.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Dang. So you did end up on the ground at one point. Mm -hmm. What happened there? I don't want to reveal too much (laughs) of the book, but yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it was a daytime mission. Hmm. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah some special some special operations guys had gone out and i'll keep the story short but
0: well you don't have to
1: they had um <laughs> we okay so we this was in 04 and we were fighting in fallujah amaria which is south of fallujah about 15 miles so ross is there and yeah ross during is, this time yeah you bet, 03, 04, 05. For those of
0: you listening, we did a podcast with my uh, traveling partner, college roommate. His name is Ross Sherrod. Ross Sherrod. One of the first Marines in Fallujah at yeah. the time. He would have in been In Baghdad, too. Yeah, he was yeah. there when they tore the statue down. Were you there when they tore the Mm-hmm. Yep. Dang. Yeah, we, were, we were operating <laughs> all over the place. <laughs>
1: so anyways, you're in Fallujah. Yeah, so we hit we hit some targets in Fallujah the on the night of the 18th and got some intel off of those targets or some other bad guys we were looking for so one of them was supposed to meet in Fallujah at a house at 10 that next morning so we're like okay we'll just we'll run over to the FARP hang out wait till you know 10 o'clock go hit the target so we did we stayed at the FARP in our in our aircraft just because it was daytime and The ground force, the ground, the Delta guys just, they don't want us flying in the daytime because they know what happens. So they got, they got a bad guy off that target. So we got some more information from him. Another dude we were looking for was down in Amaria. So they said, Hey, Sergeant major said, Hey, you guys go back to Baghdad, get some rack. And we've been up for a couple of days. And uh he said, We're just gonna drive down there, hit this target, kill the guy and come home. I said, Okay. So about noonish they had put out a radio call, they they were in a tech, troops in contact, T I C. So we we jumped in our aircraft to go help them and uh got there on station there in Amaria. Yeah, flew, I don't know, probably five or six minutes, but I mean, from the second I cranked that helicopter, the hair stood up on the back of my neck and it, it was, it was the wild, wild west. That's the only way I can explain that area. I mean, there were bad guys everywhere, Al Qaeda. They were, you know, everybody had come to Iraq to fight the Americans. Is it,
0: what's the terrain like y'all in a this city flat desert? Oh, y'all are
1: out in the open. hmm And then there's little villas, pockets of these little villas, you know, with eight or 10 buildings or houses okay. or whatever. But this is just arid desert where we were operating and the guys had parked there. They had five vehicles. They'd finished at the target and had come back to the road and we were just covering them, you know, so, so they couldn't sneak up on them or flank them or whatever the case. And, and I got hit with a SA-16 surface surface-to-air shoulder fired heat seeking missile and it worked as advertised that. What these missiles do is they seek the heat of the engine. Gotcha. So helicopters, jets, you know, any aircraft, that's what they were designed for. It's a Russian weapon system. It's very highly advanced. Also, we didn't even know they had them in country at that time. Really? Uh, no. Wow. And they actually did forensics on my helicopter and found some very small pieces of metal to confirm or deny that that was in fact an SA-16 that came from russia yep that came from russia Remember how they got their hands on that i've got a theory <laughs> 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 i've got a theory but yeah he had one and th- there had been like seven aircraft shot down we called that tri the devil's triangles it made a triangle from fallujah ramadi to amaria so and that's they'd had seven helicopters shot down in that triangle in in a, just a few weeks. Were and, they all with those heat-seeking missiles? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yours was the first. Mine was that number eight. Okay. Of this particular, and every one of these missiles, it, it's kind of cool. They leave a signature <laughs> that's that's only that missile. So an SA seven leaves a certain smoke trail and SA 14 leaves a certain smoke trail and they corkscrew. So it's either a big wide corkscrew or a tight. We, we look at pictures and videos of these things. So if we do see it, we're like, that's an SA 14 or yep, that's an SA seven. And two of the guys two of the Delta guys had seen the shot and told me that it was an SA 16. It had that signature, real tight corkscrew, kind of grayish black smoke. And that was, you know, that's the signature of that missile system. But they did forensics on the aircraft to confirm. It's crazy,
0: it. like, the kind of the information you think you have in your brain. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah. I yeah. could see something going down the, 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 the highway. Yep. That's an easily trailer. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a gooseneck yeah. or a big bend or. Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. That's, that one's an easy.
1: That's a big text. <laughs>
0: These guys know, like, no, that's it's an SA seven. They make that in <laughs> Russia. It's a heat-seeking missile, and we need to land the helicopters yeah. Yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang. So, anyways, continue. they see it, that
1: it's an SA. They see it's an. 16. They know it's an SA sixteen. Then they see it hit my aircraft, and it it hit the engine. I the engine caught on fire, and uh, of course, quit working and it gets real quiet in the in the helicopter when your engine quits working because it's time to go to work and as an instructor pilot i've done we in a helicopter you can't eject or you know we don't wear parachutes or anything but you conduct a maneuver it's called an auto rotation and what you do is that you keep the main rotor moving at rpm and it's just a powered off landing kind of like in an airplane if your engine quits you know you just glide Go to the field or a road or runway and land. It so this helped. is your first
0: time to actually do it.
1: No, I've done thousands of auto rotations because I was an instructor pilot, so I would teach that maneuver. It's
0: your first time doing it in combat, I guess.
1: Yeah, real, yeah, <laughs> it's my first yeah, time. <laughs> oh gosh, the engines out, right? <laughs> you know, and then you get. All I guess these...
0: y'all can shut off the engine and <clears throat> practice it. You bet.
1: But this you is... can roll the throttle off, and but
0: if something goes wrong, you can turn it back on maybe yeah yeah gotcha. you just roll the okay. throttle
1: up when you're done screaming like a girl you know yeah. ah! but at this point you and, can't roll throttle back oh up. no gotcha no. it's 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 how gone. high up
0: are you you think
1: I was 165 feet pretty high yeah <laughs> pretty yeah. high I was doing 65 knots I was in a climbing right hand turn winds were out of the north did you know it was coming when you no, were it, he shot me in the back at back shooting sound gun. so
0: there's no. not like in the movies Coward. like where it goes to beeping
1: Oh, it yeah, all kinds of bells and whistles go. I'm saying before it hits you. No, 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 no. We don't have any early warning. Gotcha. (laughs) So anyway, because we fly at night, (laughs) (laughs) we're
0: supposed to. So now all of a sudden you're going down.
1: Yeah. So I entered auto rotation, and I was coming down. I, you know, there's really not a whole lot of time at that height. Uh, We figured it up. It was like 3.8 seconds from the time the missile hit. To the time I touch down, oh, okay. and, yeah, <laughs> close you know, distance, very fast. Yeah, there's. I mean, you're landing right there. There's yeah. no gliding, and you know, looking three point eight seconds. Three point eight seconds. Wow. And then is there a? So there's a world
0: within. I mean, you've got to execute training in under four seconds mm-hmm. to, survive to survive this landing to live. Like yep. there, there's not a world where it's just like you can just let go and you Mm-mm. still live. No. You don't execute properly
1: in 3.8 seconds. Right. You're dead. You're dead. So it's so you right. made it. Yep. Touchdown. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was smooth. It was, the guy I was flying with said it was the best auto rotation he'd ever seen in his life. And I said, well, it's kind of like. Welcome. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, he, and he said later when we were kind of talking about it, you know, I got kids, you got kids, and, you know, if you slam on the brakes, you throw your arm right. out. Well, he said I threw my arm out <laughs> in front of him as we, as we, we, yeah, we started to roll. And, uh, yeah, I touched down, and I was, you know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, all right, man, we got this. You know, I'm going to get me another helicopter, come back here and kill these guys because they, <laughs> they shot me down. And uh, we, we slid about. I don't know 35 40 yards ish and it was just it's just dirt that you know people think it's sand everywhere it's not it's just dirt and it's dust it's like powder so the cockpit had just filled with with dust and i couldn't see and uh, i never will forget there's there's funny things you think of and you remember and again it was from the time that missile hit that adrenaline best drug on the planet by the way It hits, well, it was just, it was frame by frame by frame. Everything slowed down to, I I just, it's hard for me to explain it other than like watching a video clip or an old movie and it's click, 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 click everything. You've probably experienced it riding bulls or Bronx or whatever, maybe a car wreck or that adrenaline starts going and your brain, your brain starts going a million miles an hour and we slid and then, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, man, I got this. This is, this is going to be okay. And we went down a bit of a slope and slid into some soft dirt. And then you guys are familiar with Mr. Murphy, right? Mike. You know, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> so Mr. Murphy raises his ugly head. And the I remember the helicopter coming up and I'm, you know, I'm kind of just Pushing back in the stirrups is the best way I can explain it. Uh, I used to ride colts and break horses. And and that, that's all I could think about was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it just kept going, going, going. And we rolled end over end three times and knocked both of us out. And I came to, and the aircraft was, it was inverted. It was upside down. It was on fire. But I kept hearing this popping noise. And the first thing I thought of was popcorn. And I'm like, what in the world? And then I was like, oh, crap, that's the ammo cooking off in the <laughs> ammo cans back behind, right behind me. I was like, okay, I got to get out of here. So I crawled out. Uh, my first priority, and I could hear the guys. The other AH was engaging targets. The Delta guys were just getting it on, you know, engaging targets, and they were suppressing that building where the shot came from. And But security of the aircraft, so... I kind of hobbled around, limped around it to make sure nobody was coming up because another first thought was Black Hawk down. Okay, little black helicopter's down, here they come. You know, we got to get ready. And we were both pretty busted up. Uh, the guy I was flying with, he had a broken back. I had broken my neck, my back, both shoulders dislocated, both knees blown out, a head injury. I'd, I'd hit the door frame so hard it cracked my helmet in a crash sequence. So, so I, I kind of got gathered up and again, training kicks in. So adrenaline, you know, training, training, training. So I grabbed my rifle. I told the other guy, I said, Hey, get your rifle, and meet me over here. Cause we were inverted. So it's, we're, we're trained to meet at the three o'clock position. So out to the right or out to the nine o'clock position, cause you don't want to get in front of the guns or the rockets. Cause you don't know, you know, rocket may take off or a gun may fire. So it's a safety factor. So I just pointed and I kind of did my sweep around the aircraft and we're make sure we were okay. There were no, no, nobody coming to get us. And I kept looking back and the other guy was just hanging in the aircraft. And I was like, doggone, he's got to get out of there. So I crawled back in and I said, Hey, you got to get out right now. I mean, it's, it's on fire. I'm not kidding. And so I went, went back out, kind of took a knee to assess my body. And then I looked back and he still wasn't out. So I, I crawled back in there and I crawled into the aircraft I reached up and I grabbed his seatbelt latch, unbuckled it. Of Course he, he hit head first cause we were upside down and he kind of, I think he kind of came to then he was like, Hey, he had blood all over his face. So I'm like, oh, man, did he get hit or, you know, did he hit something in the crash sequence? And our aircraft is has a a bad rep in a crash sequence that the shoulder harness won't lock. So guys will kiss the cyclic. They'll hit the cyclic with their face. So I thought maybe that had happened what had happened, he bit through his tongue Ah, in the crash (laughs) sequence. I mean, it was halfway, too. And I was just like, oh, dude. And uh, so I just, I grabbed him, and I pulled him out of the helicopter. And it was fully engulfed at this time. And we set up about 50 meters towards the Ville. And there was, you know, gunfight going on. And I told him, I put him in a prone facing north and i got on a knee facing east because that's where the bill the was about i don't know 300 400 meters away it wasn't that far away and i said hey if you see something just sing out you know best you can or squeeze me or whatever and we'll put two sets of eyes on it two guns and because we're both kind of jacked up right now so i just i didn't want to shoot a friendly and i said i'll do the same i said if i have action on my front and i heard this truck come up stopped i'm like oh crap i said hey man i got a truck so the other dude he kind of scooted around and then uh i saw this i saw a ball cap and i saw a head and this dude was running and then i saw beard and i was like oh i know him <laughs> so it was one of the delta guys it was chaz and uh he come running up to us and grabbed us and hugged us and he was like, man, we thought you guys were dead. I said, we ain't dead.
2: <laughs> he said,
1: what do you want to do? I said, I'm going to go find that son of bitch and kill him. He's like, get in the truck. Let's yeah. go. So we spent the next six hours in a gunfight right there outside of Amaria. Yeah. Just another day in the office, man. Dang. <laughs> Helicopter burn up.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So I guess your shoulders went back in?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Is that the first time you had dislocated them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever come out again later?
1: No, they didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah, I had like five surgeries on the left one, four oh, on the oh, right they, one. Oh, they, they
0: surgically made sure mm-hmm. they weren't going to come back in. Gotcha. Yeah, they
1: put anchors, like, I gotcha. don't know, eight or ten anchors in each one. And went, yeah, through the series, I've had over f- 30 surgeries. Yeah. 30? Mm-hmm. 30. Uh, in October was my 39th. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over 40 pieces of titanium in me. <clears throat>
4: All from that crash?
1: Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. All from that crash? All from that crash. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. God is good. He's got a plan for me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you had a good landing. Yes. Yeah, it was perfect. And it was it was textbook. 39 surgeries yeah old Murphy he raised his head yeah if I hadn't the, and the, you know went back and we looked at it but yeah there's soft dirt in the skids what happened that momentum the skids just stuck and that's what propelled us in gotcha over in. yeah but that helicopter is designed to break up if it rolls uh Howard Hughes developed it back in 1957 and we are still flying that thing today. Of course, it's been upgraded. You know, it's got more rotors, bigger engines, uh, more technology. But same helicopter, man, they flew in Vietnam. Same exact one. But the tail, it kind of looks like an egg when you look at it from the side. And some of the guys still call it the killer egg. But it'll it will just roll and the tail boom breaks off, the rotor system breaks off. And it just it, And you're safe inside that cockpit
0: yeah did you uh how many different like engagements do you think you had in 11 tours
1: oh, over six seven hundred gunfights total oh yeah yeah we were busy it's like two,
0: <laughs> two years straight were there a lot of guys <laughs> like how many guys like had seen that that many in your in like
1: Oh, all of us were pretty much, yeah, yeah. All of us were, you know, pretty much on. I mean, uh, target wise and mission wise, it was it was about the same across the board. Yeah, yeah. as far as special operations guys, yeah, like, special ops guys. Yeah, I got you. Yes, good point. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we hit targets. We worked every night, every <laughs> night, and you know, it's nothing. I mean, that's that's just our mission. And from, you know, oh, in Iraq from 03 to 06, you know, we, we were just, our job was to find those high value targets, the leadership and to kill or capture them. So, you know, where, where they are is always, you know, their guys protecting them. And I mean, there's going to be a gunfight every mission. And we do five to seven a night, different targets. Oh, dang yes sir in the winter so it's dark longer so we have more operational time so we could hit six seven targets maybe eight in the winter whereas we can only hit four or five in the summer because the darkness was short mm-hmm.
0: yeah i've got a. Uh, i'm going next monday to uh um do a podcast with uh marcus latrell yeah and I know his marcus. brother hmm good dudes did y'all you ever interact with them no sir yeah
1: now there are seal teams there's and again it, <laughs> there there's designation so there's there's white special operations what we call white side and then black side so special forces green berets navy seals fall in to white soft special operations for forces okay and then there's a black soft so that's delta seal team six the rangers are back kind of back and forth between the two the rangers are always with us when it's delta the rangers 160th that's america's team i mean when something bad happens we're the first ones to go if it's hostage rescue if it's direct action if it's you know whatever the case that's that's who's going so that makes up if that confuses you even more, but yeah, there's, there's kind of two different sides and we didn't work, we didn't work with Green Berets, Army Special Forces or Navy SEALs, the regular, you know, SEAL team two or whatever.
0: What, uh, yeah. what interactions have you had with him?
1: I just met him. I met him years ago down at, a a gun manufacturer down in Leander, Texas. Yeah. Yeah yeah we're shooters and yeah nice guy, but yeah, I saw him down there a few times, yeah, and I'd seen him you know different different events, right yeah, gotcha yeah yes sir
0: when was the when was the your last um deployment
1: I got back in March of oh eight what March made you
0: what made what made you decide that was your last
1: one? my boss told me it was time to go home, uh- i was so i was busted up and hurt i'd come home i'd go do a tour i'd come home i'd get a surgery i'd pt physical therapy and then go back and do a tour i'd come home i'd get a surgery and and our surgeons had our docs had a plan for me you know because i told them i wanted to keep deploying i wanted to keep doing my job and it's crazy we all thought you know if we weren't in theater we're like oh man we might miss something you know
0: yeah (laughs) yeah fomo yeah yeah we might miss the ultimate FOMO. we wouldn't
1: take leave we would i mean we're this is crazy that way in
0: theater Mm -hmm. what do you mean by in theater
1: in in iraq in the combat theater yeah yeah but yeah so old man came up my boss came up put his arm around me one day and says you've been all you could be it's time to go home and i told the guys i'm I'm no longer an asset. I'm a li- I'm becoming a liability, and that hit me on my last tour. I mean, it drove it home. I could fly. I could do my job, but if something happened, I wouldn't be much good. I mean, I could probably lay on How the ground. How do you mean? Just because of my injuries. and Like you weren't going to be able to like run as yeah, fast if you had yeah, to get Yeah, I couldn't out. carry my buddy, you know, and that's part do of you, what we do. do. You,
0: I mean – in that last tour like you really feel like you legitimately could not or you're getting to the point where you think you might not could I
1: was getting to the point yes and the other guys recognize it too and I told them I mean we all watch over each other
0: right so uh, I realize you're talking about special forces so mm -hmm. like it's a different I'm just curious if it's just kind of like switching from an asset to a liability I mean that's a bold statement you know so like I wonder if it's like You know a civilian's definition of a Mm. liability is probably different than what you were talking about at that point
1: you bet
2: yeah you bet
1: yep yeah i my i was focusing you know pain would take a lot of my brain power i guess is the best way to put it and you know we just suck it up there's a lot of distractions i guess because of of the yeah the the pain that you're i mean you're hurt you're rodeoing well i gotta go man if you take that right
0: if you take that that one crash out how much longer you think you had you could have gone
1: oh man i could have gone as long as i wanted to but we were all tired i mean we and there were eight of us i think seven or eight of us from our little company of 24 operators retired in into 07 and first 08 so over a third of that combat force, we were just tired, man. We were wore out. Yeah. And I'd been hurt, and the other guy that was with me, he got out because of his injuries. Yeah.
0: So you had been in 22 years? mm mm-hmm.
1: 22. Okay. Yes, sir.
0: How old were yeah. you when you went in?
1: I was, I enlisted when I was 25. Yeah. I was older. Took me a little while to figure out what I've
0: How to long do. was it before you started flying? Uh, it was
1: 1989, so I was 29 years, when I yeah. went to flight school yeah. as a warrant officer.
3: What were you? What was what was your job before?
1: Before I went in the army?
3: No, before before you, I was were, an infantryman. I got you. Yeah,
1: in the 101st oh, dang. rifle bullet launcher.
3: <laughs> How often does something like that happen where you get to, like where a guy goes from infantry to flight school or something like but
1: a lot of guys do from know. for the warrant officer program in the army because you don't have to have a college degree i got like you. air force navy uh they're one of their selling points the army is from high school to flight school you can literally an 18 year old can submit his application and he gets selected he'll be find himself at fort rucker in flight school as an 18 year old is it pretty tough yes yeah yeah yeah, it's hard. They're
0: probably even tougher on some of y'all since they do know you didn't, for instance, go to college.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Yeah, but it's good. It's good training. I look back, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't get – I didn't like getting shot down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that kind of hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. No, 39
0: good, surgeries. Mm-hmm. So you're very familiar with, like, the –
1: I've got a room there in South Lake it's all, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dang.
1: Yeah, it's all good. it is I've what got,
0: was it you got what
1: great surgeons yeah great
0: surgeons. what um I'm just kind of intrigued at like I mean that moment when people realize this is for them or this isn't for them mm-hmm. just because it's something that again just an analogy. But, like, people that, like, want to ride bulls, for instance, like, it looks simple sure. on TV. It's
1: only eight seconds. Bronx. How hard could it be?
0: Bronx probably more so than bull riding looks pretty simple, especially, like, if they're like, well, I ride a horse all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's actually much different than what it appears to be on TV, you know. Yeah. Um, I imagine, like, being in the military is the same thing, so, like, just, like, what did you see in guys like, when you're hired, when I'm hiring somebody, like you just never know
2: mm.
0: They they could have a great interview. They could have a great resume. They yep. could have a great first couple of days, but yeah. it just takes a couple of months to realize if they're going to cut it, you know, yeah. like, and so I imagine it's kind of the same thing, like some of these young guys that come in there that had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And then on the flip side, there's probably some guys that surprised you and be like, oh, yeah. man, I thought you were going to be yes. peeing down your leg, but you're a yep. freaking warrior.
1: Yeah, there there were some that. Do you have was, any
0: instances of that that you remember, like, being surprised at somebody?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, a few, absolutely. Yeah, I was like, okay, man, this guy, He's. I'll go to war with him. I mean, yeah. he grabbed up his rifle and went to shooting bad guys with effect maybe they even surprise and, themselves yes yeah and there are a few that you know they're like i was like holy cow man i thought this was the baddest member jammer on the planet
0: can you think of any specific examples of somebody surprising you like that
2: Hmm. it's
0: kind of a, a specific no, question
1: yeah i mean we're all highly trained professionals and you you're always being reviewed right a ground guy or a aviator you're always on a check ride you're always being reviewed by your superiors by your leaders there's no room for mistakes and if if you make one you get fired i mean if a guy has an, a negligent discharge with his weapon on the range you're gone we can't afford that yeah i mean it's Dang. The standards are extreme. It's as hard to, I always used to say it's hard to get there. It's even harder to stay because I would say to myself, why am I here? I mean, these dudes are, you know, they're the best on the planet. Right. But I worked hard and you know, it's all, it's in your heart. And the big thing that we look at is that a man does, he never quits ever. I don't care how bad it gets. You just can never, ever quit. That's what we look for. Right. We all come from different walks of life and, you know, raised with different values or religion or, but we all come to this common place to where we want to serve our country and not only serve our country, but go to the best units in the world and be a part of that. And you're surrounded by the best soldiers, operators in the world. Yeah. bar none. And that helps. That really helps because I, I, you know, a guy knows is like if I get in trouble, I. It's all about the guy on the left and right. It, it's not about mom, dad, flag, any of that stuff. When you when you get in a gunfight, you know, it's it's about the guy on the left and the right because that's who's going to get you home, or you're going to get them home. Yeah. Yep. It's just trust and love for one another. It's the best way I can put it.
0: 600, 700, how many type battles? How many total enemies do you think you're responsible for?
1: I don't know, man. Haditha Dam was a big one. That was in uh, 1 April of 03. And it was like there were 132 of us as Ranger, uh, rangers and then our four AH and then or no, two AHs and one MH that we brought as a, you know, combat search and rescue or medevac or whatever the case, but there were over 4,000 enemy on that target. And Just we, that one thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they, I mean, I saw reports. They told me we killed between 800 and 1,200 dudes the first night. We were there seven nights, seven days it was I like the alamo
2: i
0: can't remember the movie <laughs> but there was a movie about a uh god i want to I, I can't now i can't even remember the actor's name but he was like the um ieds or whatever and he was a uh, hurt locker hurt locker hurt locker yeah,
1: yeah. hurt locker i have uh, seen it but man it's good it's intense
0: Whew. so were there any like special jobs like that that you like well i guess you didn't haul people Mm-mm. gotcha
1: no no, we only haul. You know the special operations guys. That's it, and they have they'll have EOD guys or. you know. But guys you personally
0: did. I mean, I guess occasionally you might end up in flying one of those helicopters, huh? No, no. So you were always in one of those. Yep, always in attack on your book cover. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yes, sir. Always attack. You might have just been around a helicopter that hauled them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. But yep. like. But you never interacted with some, I don't even know what other specific jobs there. I mean, like, that's like a specialized thing. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, yeah. that's probably not something anybody is just like, mm. I'm going to go do this. No. You know, like, you probably, I, they've probably got my
1: utmost uh, like, respect, man. I'm, that's you an know, intense put it situation. put on a suit and go walk up to 500-pound bombs or.
0: You talk about, like, make a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, and you're oops. fired. Like, <laughs> they don't have to fire you. They don't if have, you have to, to fire you make a mistake there.
1: No. Yeah, those, those guys make a mistake, were something. You mistake, you don't else. know
0: it.
2: <laughs> you never yeah, know.
3: someone else's problem. Yeah, that's what my buddy told. Me. He's, a, <laughs> yeah. he's an EOD guy, dive a goal, dive guy, and he said, if you make a mistake, you don't even know about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah true. it's someone else's Kinda problem. Like like, <laughs> like Ross, like Ross Smith. saying, uh, <laughs> it's funny when you duck when you hear gunfire because yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, the one you needed to duck for you don't hear. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: the one that gets you, you never hear it.
0: Um, <coughs> dang! Just shot down the one time. Yeah, eleven tours. That's all it needed. That's right enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying right. like thirty nine injured, thirty nine surgeries. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Is there any story that you wanted in the book that you didn't put in there?
1: Couple. Yeah. Because yeah. they're classified, or because no, uh-uh. just, uh, uh. Just. Was there anything you did? I may want to run for office one day. I don't know. Uh.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Was there anything you, you did do classified? Not in the book. But I'm saying like just in general. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is the place. You can tell those here. We won't. Yeah, no. We'll <laughs> edit it <laughs> out. We'll edit it we'll, out. We'll turn the well, camera if We're going to tell some classified stories. Just edit them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Dang, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, y'all. We just, we're, and we're back. Yeah, I mean, I like, can't believe.
1: Mr. Can't Coker, believe. FBI, yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> we need to talk to you. How many of those? How many of those? What?
0: How many? How many like instances would be like fall under classified?
1: Oh, uh, several, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of our. Did
0: you know they were going to be that before you went into mm-hmm. them? Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 I guess the biggest one was. I guess I can put it out here. Is how I got in the army. Um, it was a a very kind judge. <clears throat> Gave me two choices. And that was back when they would do that
0: Oh, so this is the biggest story that wasn't Didn't. in the book that yeah. you not the biggest classified
2: no 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 okay. oh, here no 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 no, <laughs> <we> go, boys. <laughs> no no no
1: no i won't i won't so talk you, about you had,
0: classified stuff you had two different options the judge said you can either mm-hmm. go to
1: military or go to huntsville
0: so is is the rodeo down there is the, the or huntsville yeah dang so, that just hit you. Didn't yeah, that? Huntsville. Like that's yeah. not yeah. you don't just kinda go to Huntsville. No. no. Man, that's... I would have been in the army. <laughs> you know, my ass would have been old in old. the yeah. damn yeah. army. Yeah. Yeah. Did he he did he chose that branch?
1: You couldn't have like chosen your own branch? He did I I'm almost positive he said army. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is we the, were gonna hold up a train on horseback. Oh. <laughs> wow. I'm not kidding. <laughs> The yeah, good, the, good
0: thing they caught you in the planning stages, huh?
1: Well, we were on our horses on the railroad tracks. When oh, my buddy's dad was the sheriff. He got word of it and showed up <laughs> with about twenty of his
0: buddies. Did those three get the same thing the judge <laughs> yes. said?
1: Yes, we all chose wisely.
0: Yeah. Dang, I, did they?
1: Did I guess they? Uh, well, you were. Did they just do their four years and then they're out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, no. Another guy stayed. He, he. I was the only one that made a career of it. Yeah, but I, I came home on leave, like nine years later, and it's back when we had phone books, and I, I looked him up. The judge or you, the judge. I looked up the judge. He lived in Longview, had retired there, and I went to his house and knocked on his door and screened door, you know, and he came walking up and he stopped and he opened the door and he goes the train robber <laughs> i said yes sir and i sat there for probably four hours and chatted with him and he told me he says i knew you boys i knew you had it in you and you just needed some guidance yeah <laughs> so we had researched it hadn't been done since 1939
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be the first ones. two brothers
1: uh, just outside el paso yeah, we'd be on every page, front page of the paper throughout the world is what we thought. Very <laughs> we young and dumb. Was it a passenger Kevin? train or was yeah, it? Okay. it was an Amtrak coming out of Marshall. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Don't tell anybody that story, though. But that didn't go in the book. I was like, yeah, hey, I might want to run for commission. Don't tell anybody
0: day. that story, like take it out of the podcast? <laughs> no, you can. Oh, okay.
1: It's on a, I think it's on one or two other podcasts I did.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel better.
2: They, that's su-
0: they
1: sucked it out of me. Yeah.
4: What made you want to fly helicopters?
1: <laughs> I'd always wanted to fly. Uh, my father was in the air force and when I was a very young kid, you know, so I was around aviation and then a child of the sixties and seventies, you know, I watched the Vietnam yeah. war on TV, the helicopter war. And I just had an infatuation, I think, with flight. Yeah, they're and, cool, and especially yeah, helicopters. And and really, it was it was my only avenue to fly because I did not have a degree when I went when I went in the army. Uh, yeah, so the warrant officer program, <laughs> yeah, worked for me.
4: So, you fly it all now?
1: Yes. Yeah, I fly That's for helo hog hunts. All right. That we do.
4: That's pretty sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're having one here in Graham in March, seventeenth to the twentieth. Y'all should come out. It's a good fellowship. Meet some real American heroes, and we'll probably yeah, you have take veterans, are, huh? Mm-hmm, we take veterans. Uh we killed over four hundred pigs last year. Golly,
0: does it make you have flashbacks? Like, <laughs>
4: no.
1: all
0: right, we're engaging the target. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, I don't have flashbacks. I feel like I hate pigs as much. as Well, no, not, not as much as I hate Al-Qaeda, yeah. but like it probably second. rivals. Yeah. 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 I freaking hate pigs, I man. do too. If you too. if you don't hate pigs, you have not driven through their hog wallers enough no. in your truck. Uh-uh. Man, I had to get the front end of my truck replaced like two or three times.
1: Yeah. Or go fix fence. Miles looks like the moon. They just tear stuff up. It looks like. That's what I try to explain to guys when they come. I'm like, you're gonna see these wheat fields and they're destroyed. Yeah. They have to bring in a D eight bulldozer to fix it. Yeah, it's you just can't like this, drive through it. They can dig like, like feet yeah. into the ground. Yeah. Tractor don't just will tear like, up your tractor. They, you,
0: yeah, they dig feet. Yeah. Like like a couple of feet. Yeah. I mean it would be as big as this table. It's not very chill of them. And it'll be as 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 big of an area as this warehouse.
4: Yeah.
1: Christ. Oh, yeah. Easy. Dude,
0: they get a big enough pack. Like, Easy. there'll be holes as big as this table. Yeah. Not like this deep, but like a foot or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all over this all warehouse. All over it. In a night. In a night. That's yeah. how they'll eat. Like, the roots, the bugs, the yeah. crap under the ground. They root. They're just gross. They're pigs. Bugs and stuff. Yeah. And that's why we just slaughter them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: young county loves it when we have our helo on.
0: it's like <laughs> it's like somebody running like a freaking like raising lambs or something and then like you get some wolves or mountain lions depending on where you got them and they're just slaughtering them and then you just have this hatred for this animal that's yeah. just like and uh and it's then nasty. you get other people that just also like to hug trees but are just like why are you doing this yeah just be like man Not natural
1: they're invasive. Yeah. They're invasive. Because they cause forty million dollars in damage every year in our yeah. state.
0: Millions of do- anyway.
1: Millions. Whatever.
0: But yeah, helicopters, yotes too. Do you ever uh, have, oh yeah. yotes out oh of yeah.
1: them? I prefer yotes over the pigs. They're just more challenging. Yeah, they're a yeah. lot of fun. I think. I guess my, you
0: probably got to go faster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you really, got to go yeah. way faster. <laughs> like you probably got to.
1: <laughs> and you really got to shoot. Uh I think I shot 22 in one day.
0: Those pigs will get up Got to a lope. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're kind of fun to watch. I kind of but, giggle.
0: But then the but then the uh but then the yotes
2: they
1: yeah. get to where Oh, they're they're, they're, zi- they're zigging and zagging. They don't yeah. Pigs run a straight line. Yotes, you know, they're zigging and zagging and yep. jumping and Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I
0: probably get more so. mad at yotes now. Mhm. <laughs> Like that day, I've got a video out where that two of them followed yeah, me and Jordan I horseback. Saw for I
2: saw that. A couple
1: hundred
0: yards. That's
2: crazy, the man. Truck. They were hunting.
0: Yeah. They were sure hunting. Were. They were going to kill these yep. baby calves. Yep.
1: That's what they do. But I had a. Like, Need you a donkey.
0: Yeah. A friend that. Well, the only <laughs> thing is sometimes those donkeys will turn on the calves and yeah. the donkeys will kill the calves. They'll
1: kill the calves.
0: I don't know when. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't happen that often. But like I'd heard of it, and I was like, "Well, dang!"
1: I don't I'd know. heard it a yeah. long time ago.
0: I don't know that how common that is, though. I uh, guess a good one probably wouldn't. Mm-mm. But I'd heard of a of a Yody picking up my friend's dog, taking <gasps> oh, it off. My gosh. Had a little dog.
1: No kidding. <laughs> no. Goodness gracious!
0: Hey, <laughs> that that gosh. that would be one of the more disheartening depressing morbid things ever to
1: watch yeah yeah you couldn't do anything yeah yeah, no gun in your hand or close or
0: oh yeah that would break my heart i got a gun in my hand yesterday (laughs) did
1: you i heard
0: somebody flew a drone over my house i heard kid and i was i had a shotgun out quick yeah and came back but it flew high and so we jumped in the can am try to follow it plug we did follow it. Did you? We followed it back, and it was one of my buddies. <laughs>
1: oh, and I said play. I was
0: about to shoot the shit <laughs> out of yeah. it, and I was not gonna feel bad in Newcastle.
1: Yeah. Oh god.
0: I would. I would have had zero remorse. Yeah. Even if it was like, if it would have been your, I would. I wanted to shoot it <laughs> so yeah. bad. So bad. Yeah. Like, I told him, I was like, "Ooh, you almost lost. You the almost drone. lost the drone." But he's got some property way back behind mine. Uh, and they were just... Oh, is that buddy? <laughs> not no. not Mick. Oh. Uh, a different guy. He lives down the road. I it's gotcha. behind Mick's place. Okay. And he was like, I saw you got some bleachers. And I was Uh-oh. like, no, I didn't. No. That's, what it, that's what That's That's what. what happens when you go to snooping. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually somebody with him. It wasn't like actually him flying it. But uh. I was like, I said, I almost shot the shit out of your drone. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I know I saw you running in the house. It's like, oh, you no. Well, God it pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't make me, mad. Yeah, that'd I'm not make
2: make me lie. mad. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm just chilling out there. I could have been naked watering out there. Watering some trees. <laughs> yeah. Watering my
0: trees. Yeah. I don't know. Gardening or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I don't like that.
0: <laughs> anyway. I, uh, Joe Rogan shot down a drone. Yep. I, I would've done the same thing. He shot down a drone. I
1: would've. I will if somebody I'm telling on you, me.
0: like it would like I would be. I might more get excited. my drone
1: though and you know, and just dog fighting. I
0: would have been <laughs> Yeah. I shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, oh,
3: gosh. did you guys have to do any training for that? Like like fighting in another force with helicopters or anything like that? Oh yes. Yeah. Air to air? Yeah.
1: Yes, sir. Did you ever yeah, experience that? that? Was, I used to pray to find a helicopter yeah i bet <laughs> i did because y'all be, never did
2: mm,
0: well uh, hopefully we don't have to go back yeah because I now you is. now you would have to fight against our own helicopter
4: yes
1: yep <laughs> yes sir we would
4: have they figured out how to fly them yet i saw no. one video of them there. not just compared like, to they're just going crashed across it in the ocean they crashed it yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like just Nuts. like trying to figure it out it's just like, like sideways and just Done.
3: Yeah, I bet. What a nut Those nut are nut. hard. Like it's probably a lot harder to fly a helicopter yes. than an airplane. Yeah, oh, it's bet.
1: way hard. Harder, and our these aircraft are even harder than. That's what
3: surprised me. Like they won't let you fly an air as a warrant officer. They wouldn't let you fly an aircraft, but you or like an airplane or mm-hmm. jet, but you can fly a heli- helicopter. Because I've
1: always heard that they're it's a lot harder. It is. Yeah, I fly both, and helicopters definitely. You have to move all your. Right hand, left hand. Both your feet are always moving. Mm-hmm. If you move one control, all the others have to move with it. Whereas mm-hmm. an airplane, you trim it up, and mm-hmm. sit back, drink your coffee. You know, <laughs> there's whatever. no autopilot on. There's no autopilot.
0: What happened with uh, Kobe Bryant's helicopter?
1: It was. I don't have all the right. You know the reports, but when that first happened and this happened to me, is that whoever was in charge of him or whoever owned that aircraft or whoever was paying for it forced him to do something that he wasn't capable of doing yes and had he to do a fog huh yeah he, he, and there's you know you, you have to learn to fly instruments okay so you get an instrument ticket and you have to practice it a lot a lot a lot. Because you get, you know, you get in the clouds and it's just a whole different world. You get spatial disorientation or whatever the case. So you have to, you have to trust your instruments because that's all you're looking at. Yeah. That's it. You can't see, so you're flying by instruments. And he hadn't been, the last I heard, he wasn't current in instruments. So he, you know, he just flew into the mountain unbeknownst to him. He couldn't see it because he was in the clouds or the fog. So, yeah. Yeah, I've had commanders try to make me do something that I wasn't comfortable with or wasn't capable of doing. Yeah, I would just land. <laughs> I'd be like, "Nope, not doing it. I'm landing right here." That's another nice thing about a helicopter: If the weather gets bad, I can just land. Yeah, you know. So go knock on somebody's door and <laughs> say, "Hey, I'm out in your pasture back here. Don't <laughs> shoot. I'm a good guy." Yeah, dang yeah he just he flew into the mountains It's unfortunate
0: i uh yeah i get i'm nervous of him i probably won't go on a Hilo hog hunt i mean like if i did it would be with you yeah but i've just i don't have i don't have a uh like an angst, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't crave it. Sure. You know, sure. like, hey, I want to go. Yeah. You know, like, I dislike pigs very much. I love to see them stacked up. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't personally crave to be the one in the helicopter doing the deal. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Before, I would probably do Yotes over. Oh, yeah.
1: You know. I would rather do Yotes. My
0: camps, just because, like, I've got cows there. Like, that would be a little more specific and yeah. close to home, pun intended. Sure. But, like. <laughs> Yeah, it would. I don't. I don't know. I don't necessarily crave getting in one. I appreciate those who do, but yeah. I get. I just get nervous about stuff like that, like yeah. being a story Understood. or statistic or something. You know, Understood. that's just why I don't. A lot of people know. do. Some people just don't have a fear in the world. Mm. There's just certain things in my life that I just. I've kind of chosen my areas of danger
1: and yeah. risk. Yeah, he'll I'd get like on a 2,000 pound bull. Yeah,
0: like I, <laughs>
2: but he won't get
0: in the hell. I'll fight a bull occasionally. <laughs> I'll ride one. I'll ride Bronx, but I just, there's other, I can't remember what else, like something else, like with, just with heights. Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. this guy, he was just yeah. like trying to convince us to do to do oh, skydiving yeah. and yeah. like drive to Arizona and, yeah. and do skydiving. And he was, you know, he was going to be, he was going to give us this discount. He's like, man. You you couldn't pay me, yeah. I thought like he was you know, no, not at first. At no, first he was, was just gonna like he was us. he was going to charge us, and he was going to let oh, us that. film. Uh, I was just like, oh okay, so you're going to make money? Yeah. You're going to get a plug in my footage? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to drive to Arizona. That's the one thing.
3: Like it's two states over. Yeah, Dude, we could find somewhere to
0: skydive probably. Oh, yeah, which right. yeah. yeah. like, falls? If we yeah, had, yeah we yeah. can yeah. talk to Greg. Yeah, yeah. It's not that and. Number one, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Number two, I'm not going to pay yeah. you to advertise for yeah. you. Number three, yeah. it's in Arizona. Yeah. I'm Come not going to drive. It's going to two-day drive man. over two there, two-day two day drive, drive he back. Was really, he kind
3: of he kind of pissed me off. I'm not going to lie. He did me <laughs> too. And then on top of that, he was an a-hole. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> but it just, it really, but he just, he came back to me probably five times. Wow. Like he would, to these booths and the appearances. And finally, it was just like, man, like there's very few things I crave. Like for instance, noodling is mm-hmm. one. i'm gonna drive my ass to alabama like that's fun you know it's fun and jeff and hannah are great people they're fun to be around but like noodling to me is like very interesting and i just want to go do it rodeoing but like i've i've got to the point where it's just like i'm not gonna drive to arizona just jump just (laughs) like i don't have this this list i've got my own list but it's for me Yeah. yeah i don't have a list of like my Instagram profile does not have to have certain, you know, like yeah. all right, I need to have this for the gram. Like Dale has gone skydiving, that's not that thing for me, you no. Know? And if I've got something in my life right now, it's because I want it. Yep. Like yep. I guess we're talking about more than just helicopters now, but yep. like if I'm doing, like I'm to the point where it's I've realized, like I don't know, I'm not saying. I guess there were some times in my life where I I, I didn't realize how much I was doing for other people. You yeah. know, for instance, bareback riding. It wasn't necessarily like I wasn't doing it because I thought it was cool, but there were I got on bareback horses a little too long, long longer than I should have. Not very long, but longer than I should have because I was just I was nervous about letting my buddies down. Ah, uh, just because I you know like I didn't want to be a quitter. Yeah, and then like yeah. as soon as I quit. None of them cared. You no, know? and I just just like, oh yeah, like this is me and this is my life and I get to do what I want to do. No back
1: riders, they take a beating worse than anybody, I think. Right, absolutely. I mean, I I was around them years and I'd be like, "Oh, I don't ever want to do I that." I can't
0: remember what insurance I had at the time, but that one was uh, higher than that was the highest. No kidding. As far as like in rough stock, I'm sure that, like, a military person would have mm. been higher than rodeo. But as far as, like, rodeo, when they looked at, like, who uh, is the, um, who is. Uh,
1: most likely to get hurt. Yeah,
0: yeah. In all the rodeo events, mm-hmm. bareback was first. Bullfighting really? was second. Then bull riding. With this particular insurance company. Wow. I believe it. It was like bareback and bullfighting were one and two.
1: I'll be darned. Huh.
0: But anyway yeah don't do things because for other people's approval yeah no <laughs> no so, anyhow y'all yeah. got any questions for our man
4: i'm just taking it all in yeah i always thought it would be cool to be a pilot
2: yeah but
4: i think it's cool to be an intern for dale brisbane
0: they that again. We want to make sure they
4: get yeah. that. I think, I think it's going to be an intern for Del Brisby now. Yeah, there you go. Bingo. go. <laughs> Word. Respect. I didn't want to finish college either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you
1: did it. You're getting schooled. Yeah. 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 Winnebago University. Education. Yep. Gang, gang. You bet.
0: What about you, Donnie? You got any questions for Greg?
3: Um, I feel like I asked a lot of questions, but um, was there any other units like that mirrored you guys'
1: capability, or were you no. guys it? We're it. Really? Now, the Air Force, they have a special operations capable helicopter unit, Mm -hmm. but they're not a direct action unit like the 160th. I mean, there is another special operations capable, but there's nobody on the planet that does what we do. Not even in the Army? Like, that was just, that was one, really? Yep. Yep. Yeah, we were formed after the failed hostage rescue in Iran and... 1980 81 and the delta force commander at the time charging charlie beckwith colonel beckwith so after that failure because it was a mixture of air force army navy i mean it was it was terrible so colonel beckwith went to congress and says hey i want my own army helicopter unit to support delta they're like, Psh, Roger that. So nineteen eighty one, one sixtieth was formed, night stalkers and the rest is history.
0: Where did the number come from? Where do numbers like that come from like one sixty?
1: Yeah, they Because there's not a hundred and fifty ninth. Yeah, there's a, 159th. There aviation, a one five ninth aviation, one five
0: eight. really?
1: Yeah, hundred and first, eighty second. It's usually so there was tied a one hundredth airborne? hundred 99th
0: airborne no they're not
1: they're not all I got you yeah Yeah, I used to think
3: the same thing
1: they're tied to the division so you got the 82nd Airborne Division so Uh they have 82nd Aviation the 101st Airborne Division they have the 101st Aviation
0: yeah but they don't have a 100th
1: no do they yeah Mm -hmm. so
0: like what what why would they why the number
1: that's just they've been designated by probably Department of Defense i mean those those units have been around since the yeah. 40s yeah
0: i wonder how they they got a good i don't ring know how they. Them. that's a good question huh? though. they got a good ring yeah. to them well, the 82nd
4: yeah. was an infantry yeah. division before they became an airborne mm-hmm. i think 101st yeah. has always been airborne airborne
0: yeah. right yeah. i get i get that what i'm saying is just the actual name no, like, yeah. the number why they call is, it the 67th yeah, yeah. or I think the just, you know rather than 82 you know like, yeah I that's
1: i don't know i've never asked that question
0: I, i've always wondered it like every time someone says it and then somebody would be like oh yep. and yeah. he knows the 101st i wonder if he knows 102nd yeah i wonder if he knows, yeah. yeah. if he knows like that that's about? what goes through uh, my mind first marine division yeah yeah
1: second marine yeah i'm anyway. gonna i'm gonna find yeah. out
0: um well we usually end each podcast with uh some life advice so
1: yeah i don't know what never ever quit ever I don't care what you do. If you're digging ditches or riding bulls or you're a doctor, med school, whatever the case. That's that's kind of what I've lived by and I was brought up by some extremely hard men, uh, farming, ranching, cowboying, and that's what they always had said to me and taught me. And a few of them had been World War ii veterans but yeah never quit ever if you don't you're going to win eventually yeah that's that's what i tell most young young men and and uh you know keep your faith pray about it and god's god's path is already laid out for you so don't argue with him yeah <laughs> yeah when he knits us in our mother's womb it's done it's
0: done yeah what you got donnie Uh, Take a chance
4: Columbus did Yeah Yeah. There you go
0: Willie
4: Life's a garden man Dig it Dig it Make it work for you Make it work for (laughs) you You gotta put that part in there I can't quote movies like you can I can't get them exact on
0: Grow Laughter is the best medicine Unless you're treating diarrhea (laughs) (laughs) I almost (laughs) found that out the hard way (laughs) yesterday Uh oh (laughs) That's why you didn't want to go to town with Willie Oh
3: no No I we were, we were somewhere.
0: Poor Willie. What? Me and Cole, we were going to town to eat with Lisa. Yeah? She just she invited us. Yeah. We were standing there, and so we were going to town, and we back out, trees. and I see Willie walking down the road.
2: And he was like, is that
0: Willie? It's so, like, yeah, we back up, and we were like, you okay, man? He was like, yeah, I'm going over here to water the trees. Yeah, he seemed kind of bummed out. <laughs> and you know, I, was I was like, oh, well, I watered most of them. You want to- Jump in, go eat with us. Well, I don't want to ditch them other guys. Oh. And I was like, What other guys? And he was like, Well, I left three at the house. Uh, and I was like, Oh, well, I, I, I respect that, but I mean, they also could have gone with you to water these I trees. Told I'm I sure they trees. won't be I'm sure they won't be them. offended. <laughs> and he was like, No, I don't want to ditch them. But no. if they could go too, and I was like, All right, well, I'll call Lisa. So I leave. I called Lisa and she was like, Yeah, they can come. So i called willie and i was like oh this is good news hey willie they they can they can come he's like oh good i'll call him he calls me back like three minutes. He's like they don't really want to go so i'm just gonna stay here, stay here. I was <laughs> like, do you want me to turn around he was like no it's okay i'm just gonna water trees well,
4: I get back home, and they all got Sonic and didn't get me anything. Oh, that's <laughs> <I'm> sad, man. <laughs> Holy smokes. And Donnie's like, why are you so bummed out? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe because my friends are crap. You said you were going to Lisa's. <laughs> no. I was like, well, I'm probably just going to stay oh, here now. Oh, poor Willie. Water some trees.
0: Yeah. I, so told, you,
4: him, I told him I was going to water the trees the day before. So I'd,
0: What'd I'd you have I for like, dinner?
4: Some mac and cheese
3: mac and cheese i did not know you were coming back if i would have known you were coming back i would have ordered you some sonic
0: that's hilarious
3: that's funny
4: it just it just was just added to i was like i'm kind of pissed off now
0: that's like three times like you were like i don't want to i mean it's not your fault no, either it's not. I was just, but it's just funny he was like no i don't want to ditch my friends i don't, out. Want, I don't want i'm not i am not going to go with you at all and then uh, i come home to find out and that. then they were like no hey, we don't want got- to go so then he had to miss out again <laughs> and then they got you got to miss out three <laughs> it just made times. Me
4: think like what? Why, yeah. why am I? I should have just gotten the car and went? It was all just a
0: misunderstanding. Yeah. It was communication. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's Are important. you in a better mood today? Why were you yeah. so down?
4: I wasn't. You were down. I was not down. Yes,
3: you were. You were down.
4: No, I wasn't.
0: Are you down about your growing?
4: Yeah, that is yeah. actually <laughs> making me. That's Wrong. like the most humiliating, humili, humiliating. What? How do you say? It? Humiliating. humiliating. Yeah, that's like that's the worst. Because, like, you're just sitting like, ah, oh, guys, you guys get on. I
0: can't. He's talking about riding bulls.
4: Like, I've been getting on the barrel to see if, like, I can, like, hold myself up.
0: Yeah. It's maybe just, it's a it's more. making me mad. Maybe it's an actual injury.
4: But well, That's what I'm thinking. Could be. But it's just making me upset at this point. Yeah. It's been some really nice days.
0: <coughs> well, you don't plan on going anywhere, so you got time. Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing to really get prepared for. Right
4: now. <laughs> it's just fun getting on them, and it sucks seeing everyone else having fun. Yep, and not eating their Sonic, and then you're
1: just sitting back you didn't get any Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! You said you were going to Lisa's. Yeah. Whatever, dude. You did. It's whatever. I'm gardening. <laughs> I'm digging my
4: garden right now. All right. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool.
0: Well, check out the book. Uh, yeah. Death weights in the dark. Six guns don't
1: miss. I'll just um, add one thing that so I donate 100 percent of the proceeds. Oh to, dang! Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent to date forty thousand dollars is what i've given to nonprofits that support vets and first responders and their families God dang hey, it's cool it's cool. cool wow
0: yep did not know that yes, yeah sir. so death Waits in the dark amazon six months, don't miss greg coker yes the sir. author so what's your instagram shield nine one shield nine one Shield nine. No underscore anything.
1: No. Let me check. No, sure.
0: Let me check at
1: that shield nine one. It's my website. Yeah.
0: Yep. S H I E L D nine, nine, one. One. Shield so, nine one. Yeah. Check out Mr. Coker. Check out this book. hundred percent of the proceeds go back. Death weights in the dark. Sure. Um, Yeah, and if you would uh, like to be notified of when these podcasts come out, just text the word podcast to 940-353-0890, and uh, now I believe we are on to the next one.